0: This is Ethan Hewlin, and you are listening to the Relationships and Revenue podcast with my dad, John Hewlin.
1: This is Relationships and Revenue, the show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and in business better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenues Show. I am your host, John Hewlin. So glad you decided to spend some time with me today. I'm very excited about today's interview because today I am interviewing Ethan Hewlin. Now, Ethan is a 20-year-old college sophomore and plans to be at Kansas State University this coming fall, which is the fall of 2020. Included that date, just in case anybody's listening to us, after the fall of 2020. Now, his major in school is computer science and he has an emphasis in cybersecurity. Ethan is the host of a long-standing and fantastic podcast called True Stories of a Try Hard. And he has guests on there with frequency, and many times they are from all over the world, not just here in the United States. But those are all of the tremendous things about Ethan, but he has one other thing that sets him apart from everybody else. He also happens to be my son. Ethan, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having me, Dad
1: glad you're here today. So we're going to jump right in, and I'm just going to start asking you some questions, and you just tell everybody what you're thinking, how it relates to you in your life, in your world. Does that make sense? Yep. Awesome. So here we go. So if you would, tell us some more about your show, why you started it, and who you serve.
0: So... In regards to to my show, I started it as a way for me to address what I saw as a lack of male presence in the mental health community. Um, It's not uncommon knowledge for men to not be as expressive with how they're feeling and what they're going through because of subtle expectations of them to quote, man up. (laughs) The purpose of my show is to kind of disassemble that, and hopefully listeners who are also men can, through me, learn to express themselves in a way that is healthy and constructive, and also hear different perspectives on the mental health of people around the
1: world. Excellent. Um, That's one of the things we certainly cover on this show. Um, One of the things that we are very concerned about here is helping men improve their most significant relationships, both at home and at work, and it doesn't get any closer to home than yourself. So being able to figure out what's going on with you and what's going on inside of you, or in this case, I'm talking about myself, that is extremely helpful In order to help us progress further in those relationships. Wouldn't you agree? Definitely. Okay, so now we know why you started it, and you told us a little bit about your show, but tell us who you serve. Is it primarily men, or is it mixed? Is it certain age groups? So who are you targeting? I mainly
0: target um, specifically my, what I'm going to call my generation, Generation Z, which... Depending on who you talk to, is anyone born between 1997 and 2011?
1: Okay. So that's your demographic. Yeah. It's so anyone born between 1997 and 2011. Basically. Okay. Gotcha. I realize
0: some of those kids may not be old enough to necessarily understand some of the things I'm talking about because the oldest one of those people is either eight or nine, the youngest are either eight or nine years old, but... Hopefully one day they will be able to understand and learn from what I have to say. Excellent.
1: All right. So one of the hardest jobs of any podcast host, especially if it involves interviews, is being able to get people to come on your show. Yes. So with that thought in mind what do you do? What's your process? How do you go about building rapport or relationships with people in order to convince them to come on your show?
0: It's actually been somewhat of a difficult process because I am by nature more introverted. I'm not really as um, expressive with what I want, and sometimes I have this, you know, idea that people can read my mind and understand what I want without actually knowing what I want because I don't really speak up so what I've had to do is partially learn how to speak up for myself and also utilize the, the relationships I already have to find other people who I'm able to connect with.
1: Okay. Um. You brought up some interesting things just a moment ago, and it kind of made me think about ways that we can better understand ourselves so that we can, in turn, work on those relationships with other people. What came to mind was personality profiles and assessments. Sure. So based upon some things that you shared, um, I'm going to name two or three different ones. And if you would, let us know where you fall in those. Sure. So, for instance, the DISC. Okay. What are you on a DISC system?
0: On the DISC system, I am an SC.
1: Okay. For those who are unfamiliar with DISC, very, very quickly, and we'll go into this much later in much more detail later in a different episode. But DISC, D is a dominant, my way or the highway kind of person. I is an influencer, life of the party person. S is a steady and supportive person. C is a compliant, keep it between the lines, rule keeper. So that's what those are. Okay, so you are an SC on disc. Yes. Um, Myers-Briggs, have you taken that one?
0: Multiple times. And Um, you
1: are what on Myers-Briggs?
0: I am an ISTJ.
1: ISTJ, all right. And Enneagram, I know you've been working on that one. Yes. What are you on Enneagram?
0: I'm an Enneagram 6. If you want to get into wings, I'm a 6-wing 5, but I don't really pay much attention to the wings.
1: Okay, so you're an Enneagram 6. Yes. All right. And so, by nature, you find it difficult to be able to reach out to other people to be able to get them to do things for you. Does that sound right? Yes. Okay. So, what you're doing now to help overcome that is you're reaching out to current contacts you already have, but what are you doing in addition to that? Because my guess is most of your contacts are not people from other countries. And I think one of the things that's very fascinating is how you've been able to get so many guests on your show that are literally from all over the world. And, folks, you really should listen to Ethan's show because the very first show, he had a guest from Australia, his very first episode.
0: She's not from Australia. She just lives there. But, yes, she is – yeah um – Jessica Vandermott is her name and she is a wonderful, wonderful person.
1: So how do you go about getting those folks who happen to be literally halfway around the world from where you are?
0: Uh I met Jess through a through a chat room actually online where um we were we're both fans of a another podcast, Bacon Eggs and Movie Lovers podcast they upload on Thursdays. They're one of my favorites to listen to. Um, But we met there, they have a lot of fans from around the world, including Australia, New Zealand, um, the UK, Uh, so just in those um, general areas, and through uh, Jess, who has a YouTube channel, she has some influence in there as well. She's been able to help me um, get a lot more guests on the
1: show. Alright. So, with some of these newfound skills that you've come up with in order to establish rapport and develop relationships with people that you've had on your show, have you been able to translate any of that into your personal life? It
0: is somewhat more difficult when it comes to talking with somebody face-to-face that I don't know. But I have found that... Excuse me. Because I have been working on my skills online, that has translated, at least for me, into skills offline when it comes to talking to other people I don't know. There is a a YouTube channel out there that one of my friends recommended to me called Yes Theory. And one of the videos that they've done is they came up with a game of sorts where in order to grow someone socially, someone who like me is a bit more reserved, they the uh, the main host of this channel took this person to a very big open public place and their assignment was to give compliments or do something like that to see that people aren't as scary as those of us who are more introverted can make them out to be.
1: So you found that helpful? Yes. Okay. So would you say your skills in building relationships with people in your personal life have grown as your ability to be able to do that for your show have grown? Absolutely. Excellent. So, one of the things that's really, really important about this show is that we focus on men. Specifically, helping men improve their most significant relationships at home and in business. Okay. So, what do you see are the needs of young men your age?
0: Where do I begin? Um... young men my age have grown up in a time where it is a lot more acceptable for for men to express themselves emotionally whereas in the past, maybe when you were growing up or even farther back, that wasn't as well It wasn't as accepted, or it was straight-up frowned upon, or just not even considered.
1: Okay. Um, What I've observed about men your age is while there is an openness to talking about things like feelings, there is an openness to that. there is also a hesitancy to do that. And I'm pretty well convinced that the reason for that is because it is so well ingrained in men that that's not something that we do as men. That's not in our realm. That's more in the female realm. And that's not encouraged for men in general to do that. I'd say,
0: in my case anyway, it boils down to
1: fear of judgment
0: which is something that I've had to um, deal with for a long time now.
1: Fear of judgment from who? From other men, from
0: their peers, from their family, from their elders. It it permeates ver- other, lots of other places.
1: But judging you for what?
0: For not... And I'm going to go back to a phrase I used earlier, manning up and kind of pushing those emotions aside to serve what society has deemed to be a man's purpose in life.
1: Which is what?
0: To be the kind of stoic, unfeeling um, protector, as opposed to being... Human And to be human, I think, is to have emotions
1: and allow others to know how you feel. I agree with you. Uh, the interesting thing in the way you described how you see society saying men are supposed to be, you used words like stoic. Yes. Well, That's not particularly helpful. But... There was another word that you used that actually was helpful. You mentioned unfeeling being one of the words, which is actually not true of men. Many times I have found that men describe themselves as being kind of unfeeling or people see men as unfeeling. And that's actually not true. Most men have lots and lots of feelings, they just don't know what they are outside of I'm mad, I'm hungry, I'm tired, let alone what to do with those feelings. And that's part of what we do on this show is to try and help men figure those things out and how to process through them. But the third word you mentioned was the most important one of the three. And that was protector. Yeah. Now, that is a quality that very much is still important. That's a role that men do. And for the most part, do well. That's something that I think we should continue to encourage. So you can be a protector as a man, but that doesn't mean you can't express how you feel in addition to that. It makes you a more complete man, if you will. I would agree. So this whole idea of this stereotype, that's kind of what we're talking about here. It's a stereotype. This unfeeling... Stoic, which can translate into uncaring, protector, which is actually not true, but it can come across that way, lends itself into asking the question, okay, if we know that's not what we want, we don't want to be that, so what kind of role models do young men need? Young men,
0: in my opinion, need role models who are willing to express their feelings. And this is something that that I truly care about, is representation. Representation of men who are willing to push societal expectations out of the way and be open and be willing to express their feelings to others because... Speaking from personal experience, keeping those feelings inside can only hurt you.
1: Oh, agreed. Uh, I've used the analogy before that it's a lot like a dormant volcano. Yeah. That as the tough stuff in life comes along, we as men tend to... Now, not all men do this, but I'm talking in general terms. Most men tend to... Push it down inside, pack it down inside, seeing as how much can I get stuffed down inside until one day it finally just explodes yep. like a volcano does. And when a volcano explodes, it causes havoc everywhere it hits, everywhere. So, what we want to do with this show is to help men learn skills so that doesn't happen, or at the very least, when it does it's very minimal. There's very minimal damage. And that starts with doing things like you're talking about, and that is being willing to talk about what's going on. But here's one of the issues as I see it. What you're talking about, that's great. It's great to strive for that. It's great for that to actually happen. But we don't see that happen a lot. And I think many times it's because men are thinking about and are being reminded of what society is telling them constantly, and that is how to be, how to act, how to feel, or in this case, not feel. So how do you, as a young man, go about finding role models that can actually show you what you want to see? And do you have any of those?
0: Uh, one in particular comes to mind. Um, I've gotten to know him pretty well over the past six months. He's a fellow podcast host. Uh, he has a podcast with his wife um, called Hello from Elsewhere. He, uh, his name is Casey Winters. And Casey, I actually had him on my show toward the beginning. Uh, Casey is a school counselor. And... Because of the nature of his job, he's been able to be very open with how he's feeling. So that way, the kids that he's talking to can also be that way.
1: I can see exactly why he would be effective doing that. So you have a role model in Casey. Yes. Now, I would assume Casey is closer to your age.
0: Casey somewhat is, close to is your he's age. He's somewhat close to my age, yes.
1: Okay. Do you have any role models that are older that... Are showing you at least certain aspects that you think are important
0: yeah there's a there's a family friend of ours that has really helped me grow as a person his name is randy kimmel uh, he mm-hmm. was my one of my um, youth group leaders at church when i was in high school and he and i got to know each other very well and we both know each other on a deeper level because we are able in that setting to kind of process the feelings that we've been going through on a weekly basis.
1: So that was helpful for you at a formative time in your life to be able to have that kind of connection with someone who was older than you. I mean, he was old enough to be your dad. I mean, he was that old. Yes. But you were able to go deep with him because he was willing to go deep himself. Precisely. Listeners, that's really, really important to focus in there for just a moment on what we just said and how important it is to be willing to go deep with people. If you want to have deep, meaningful relationships with other people, you have to be vulnerable. Appropriate vulnerability, but vulnerable. And that means that there's going to be times when you're vulnerable with someone and it blows up in your face. But that's because as we've talked about before, all relationships are a risk, but they are always worth it. So I'm going to change gears just a little bit, still keeping the relational aspect in this. But remember our show is not just about relationships, but it's about revenue. It's about business. And so what I want to come to you with now is to ask you, how can businesses out there do a better job of reaching out to young men? Or what can they do to better reach young men?
0: I'd say that this is a lot better than it used to be, but I'd say for, um, for companies who aren't Whose target demographic isn't necessarily men to kind of expand that. Like, for example, um, like any line of like cookware, for instance. Cooking is not something that has been viewed historically as something men normally do. Okay. Um, but, that, but it's something that I really like to do. And a lot, and uh, some, most of the time that I've found is more targeted towards women with the way things are designed and advertised and things of that nature. So having availability for men to experiment with something that doesn't pigeonhole them.
1: So you're talking at least a little bit about breaking down stereotypes. Absolutely. Because
0: the stereotype may be part of an individual... But people are complicated, and there are certain things that may not be true for everybody.
1: Okay. You happen to mention companies that produce cookware as one example, uh, but are there certain things that companies can do? You're talking about marketing, um, maybe from companies that don't traditionally specifically target young men. Is there anything else that comes to mind about things that businesses can do or ways that they can approach serving young men or to do a better job of serving the young men they are already serving?
0: It's kind of tying back into marketing, but the, the way things targeted toward young men are advertised, not they are not always healthy.
1: Explain what you mean, healthy. So,
0: uh, for example, energy drinks. Those are mostly targeted towards young men. It's the first example that came to mind.
1: True, they are, yes.
0: But a lot of the time, those energy drinks are associated with things like, um, like video games like Grand Theft Auto, which, in my opinion, are not great things for young men like myself to emulate
1: i would agree with that and of course leaving aside the notion that energy drinks are just horrible for your body to begin with
0: i don't drink them i don't know
1: just saying all right so you've given us some ideas of some things that businesses can do to better target young men now thinking in terms of young men's lives What are some areas of young men's lives that need improvement today?
0: Probably honesty, both with themselves and others. Here's what I mean. What, speaking from experience, what I have seen is that I am more concerned with how people perceive me than what the truth is. Hmm. And when the truth gets lost in favor of self-image, that's that's very self-destructive.
1: Definitely a recipe for disaster, no doubt about that. Okay, so young men need to focus on being more honest first with themselves, so they can in turn be honest with others. What else?
0: And This kind of ties back into what I was saying before, but... Interpersonal communication is definitely an area both in my life and other young men that I know definitely need improvement in because in order to communicate on a deep level, you need to get messy.
1: Get messy as in deal with your own stuff or are you talking in terms of what?
0: Both dealing with your own stuff and being receptive to other people's stuff.
1: True. I mean, when you're talking about relationships in general, you're taking two imperfect people and you're putting them together. No matter what kind of relationship it is, it's going to be imperfect and it's going to be messy. And so, are you saying learning how to be better about working through your mess so you can process through other people's mess?
0: That's part of it. And also just... Instead of being ashamed of the proverbial skeletons in your closet, Mm -hmm. instead, acknowledge that they're there, don't celebrate it, but be willing to talk about it.
1: Okay. And for those of you men who are listening, regardless of your age, what Ethan points out here is really, really important. Being able to talk about... The stuff you have in your closet. We all have it. We all have lots of stuff in our closet. Now, not everybody's closet is the same size. That We're not comparing sizes of closets here at all. But the willingness to be able to talk about it is really key. It's key to improving you first. Because that's what your focus has to be. It has to be on you first. You can't have good relationships with other people until you start to have a good relationship with yourself. I mean, it it sounds a little woo-woo to say it this way, and I'm not trying to be like that, but it is about self-love. If you don't know how to love yourself, if you don't know how to take care of yourself, how in the world can you do that for other people? It's not possible.
0: I like to use the analogy of a pitcher full of water, okay? You cannot fill up others if you yourself are empty. You cannot give people love if you don't love yourself.
1: Truth. Breach it. He's bringing it to us today, folks. He's bringing it. So, the way I end each interview is with a final four, but before I do that, um, I want to ask you a couple things. First thing is, how can people find you and find your show?
0: Uh, Sure. Um... My podcast, True Stories of a Try Hard, is available basically wherever you get your podcasts. I'm still trying to work out the nitty-gritty with Google Podcasts, if that's what you use. Um, expect that in the near future, but uh, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you want to go. Um, you can find my show on Instagram and Twitter, at True Stories Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter as well. Uh, I'm on Twitter at ETPhoneHome. The O's are zeros and the E's are threes. I try to do regular ETPhoneHome uh, because ET was my nickname when I was younger because those were the first two initials of my name. And you can find me on Instagram at ethan.t.hulen.
1: All right. So now we know how to get in touch with you and where to find your show, which is great. Is there anything else you'd like to share today related to you, related to your show, anything that you feel like we need to know?
0: Something I tell my guests every time before they come on my show is be as open as you want to be. And I will amend that because... If you're not getting the same level of depth from both sides of the conversation, it's not going to be healthy.
1: So what I hear you saying is don't expect a deeper level of connection with someone than you are willing to go. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Alright, here's our final four. Four quickies. Are you ready? Four quick questions. Just tell me the first thing that pops in your head. Go for it. Why did God create Ethan? I
0: believe God created me to both listen to what other people have to say and give a voice to those who don't have one.
1: Alright. Number two. What are you reading or listening to right now that's helping you grow?
0: Right now, uh, I am currently listening to How to Be Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi on Audible.
1: All right. Number three, what's your favorite thing to do with your dad?
0: Listeners Which my, is me. Listeners, my dad and I have a long history of going to the movie theater together.
1: Which we can't do right now because of stupid COVID-19.
0: Well, we should be able to do that come mid-July. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that will be able to happen again. But that's my favorite thing to do with my dad is go to the movies. We've done it for, oh gosh, since I can remember anyway.
1: Long time. Very long time. All right. And the final question is What are you most grateful for?
0: I am probably most grateful for the opportunities that I have been given in my life to both grow and help others
1: grow. Okay. Well, thanks, Ethan, for spending some time with us today and for sharing a little bit about you, about your heart, about your insights into young men and the things that they need. My hope is that this episode will spur on change within people so they can in turn help bring about change in and around others.
0: That is my hope as well.
1: Well, thanks, everybody, for listening today. And as we wrap up this episode, always remember, passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlett. Thanks again for listening. And remember... Passion gets you started, purpose keeps you going. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.